Hey everyone, welcome to the Market Moment. I'm Lee Mackey here alongside John Martfeld, Eli Big Freeman. Big John. Big John. <laughs> Big bad John. Pessimistic John. <laughs> We're in all black. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Is that for the markets? Theme. Is that for Halloween? What's it for? It's just because I'm cold and it's the only sweater that fits. Man, no kidding. I'll tell you what, this weekend was, it was brutal. It was raining 40, 30 degrees. I tried, 20. Tried to get into my car Monday morning and my, my truck, we leave outside. And oh, the really? Hand, and the handle was frozen. Oh, oh wow. I, yeah. I couldn't get yeah. in. I don't like this time. I'm already ready for summer. If we could See, just I, spring to summer, it'd be fine. You know, we kind of skipped to winter for a right. few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But man, I love fall. I, I love. You know, and we'll get back to fall, I think, later this week. Yeah, it's going to be next nicer. Week. Yeah. But highs in the 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. man, that's. I tell you what, I, love I, it. I underestimated the general public on how much they can withstand for candy. Yeah. We had a line outside of our church. We had our, our treat street inside yeah. this year, and there was a line in the mist. It, it was yeah. misting in 40 degrees out, and they were waiting like 45 minutes to an hour just to come in to get candy. Wow. I, it was crazy. So, did everybody. Had had a good weekend? Did y'all do anything? Uh, not anything to the level of uh, Treat Street. <laughs> yeah. Just boring weekend, but I love those. I boring, like boring weekends weekend. are good. Watching football. Yeah. You know, Arkansas did not lose this weekend in football. They did not. And the basketball team looked great. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you know, went to the game. It's the uh, – <clears throat> we did. It is um, the interesting time of year where there's overlap. You know, the regular season in basketball kicks off next, next Monday. Next week, Next yeah. Monday. Yeah. And, um, you know, my wife, Susan, um, big Razorback fan, doesn't particularly care to go to the football games because that typically involves tailgating. and Losing. <laughs> losing. <laughs> you know, she likes the basketball two hours. You know, you're in and out, climate controlled. But now for the next month, <clears throat> we've got basketball games, football games, for the next month. So. Yeah. And I think for Razorback fans this year, basketball couldn't get here soon enough. I, I, mm-hmm. You're probably right. This year. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. it hopefully changes again. You know, it goes up and down, but I'm ready for basketball season. Hey, I'm fighting for Oklahoma State's running back <clears throat> to be Heisman. It, pretty good. Pretty yeah. good player. Almost 300 yards the last three games. Well, but I'm glad, y'all, glad you had a good weekend. Quiet. So, mm-hmm. Treat Street. Treat Street. Ran a half marathon. Over 3,000? Did I hear that right? Over 3,000 yeah, people th- came through? 3,036, I think, was the final wow. number. Which, if you can imagine, inside the church, we're not built for 3,000 people. We're not, even, we're not even a church of 1,000, I don't think. Yeah. And so it felt like I was refilling candy at all of the stations, and it felt like I was just fighting Buzz Lightyear all night long. <laughs> just, just elbowing <laughs> and trying to get through. <clears throat> well, we... Um, you know, we like doing these videos, these podcasts. Um, we'll, we'll probably say it at the end, but I'll go ahead and mention it now. If you like what you're hearing, <clears throat> if you like what you're seeing, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe, like it, thumbs up it, whatever you do. That helps us. It, it does. It does. We want to get um, the word out to more and more people. Mm-hmm. We, we like to have fun with these podcasts, um, be a little bit educational, you know, give somebody some information that they might not otherwise know. So sure. if you like what you're seeing, hearing, please go out and subscribe. Um, we would really appreciate it. We've mentioned it before. David's got a not-so-new book. We keep saying new, but right. um, mm-hmm. it came out a few months ago. Um, he spent almost a year preparing for it, and um, it's a good read. Mm-hmm. Mission-focused, purpose-driven, easy read. Um, 
if you haven't read it, um, find, a, find a copy, order it from Amazon. Um, we'd appreciate that as well. Speaking of candy, <laughs> you know, today is Halloween. Uh, we record this on Tuesdays. So happy Halloween, guys. Yeah, happy Halloween. Yeah. Um, not sure what Mark Feld's going to go dressed up as tonight, but um, we'll probably get pictures later on this evening. But, um, you know, we are going to have scores of people in our neighborhood. We've got a party that we're hosting at our house tonight with a bunch of trick-or-treating age children. Um, so that'll be fun. But inflation, you know, we've talked about it for the past year. It's hitting Halloween candy, guys. Um, a report from Data Assembly shows that the price for candy and gum are up almost 13% year mm -hmm. over year. That's nearly <laughs> twice the amount for other groceries, which are up a little over six. Gosh. Candy and gum jumped by nearly 20% also in 2022. And believe it. Do you? Oh, yeah. We went, we, were, we bought some candy for Treat Street, and I bought four bags. And I think my total was $130. Now, they were like 200-piece bags. They, yeah. were, they were big bags. But it doesn't take much to, to get into the hundreds or thousands. We, we ran out of candy, and one of the church members went and just bought a bulk load of candy, 60 bags. And he was like, well, I'm just surprised my card swiped for more than a couple grand at Walmart. Unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. All on candy. It is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. that's serious. I mean, inflation yeah. is. Yeah, and, yeah. you know. It it kind of goes to, you you know, Halloween is a a holiday for all, you know, and you know everybody enjoys it. And when I read when I saw this statistic, I, I kind of thought to like the school supplies, you know, it's one of the things where right everybody right. kind of has to have them. And they were saying <laughs> that school supplies mm -hmm. were up, you know, twenty yeah, a, thirty percent over a couple years. A little suspicious, right? I mean, it it's it double what inflation on everything else is mm -hmm. in the grocery store. Seems a little bit uh, gouging. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, it just goes to the everything is up. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. from yeah. your both basic um, school supplies and to candy, your basic Twix, to your basic yeah Kit Kat, and <laughs> Snickers, and Smarties. Yeah. Um, but you know, the the one thing that's I've I've noticed that it's going, coming down in price, gasoline, which I think is kind of shocking. Based on the war in Israel and well, and you know the price things. of oil has kind of remained elevated. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I saw one late last week, and I can't remember where I was out. Two seventy five. Oh yeah, two seventy seven. Yeah, and apologize to all our California listeners; they yeah. haven't seen two seventy five since nineteen. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, it wasn't long long ago that you know we saw three 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 fifty, and, yeah. and yeah. literally two seventy five. I know I filled up my truck and it was just about on empty. So don't judge me for being on empty, but it was it was eighty five dollars, and I was so excited. Yeah, that it was eighty five dollars instead of one hundred and thirty, one hundred and forty. You know they it's crazy. You know we talk about the price of gasoline. You know is a regressive tax that you know nobody can avoid it. Mm -hmm. You know if you have a car, you got to pay it. Right. You know, and so you know gas coming down. You know, ten percent. You know, or so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's somewhat of a. It's significant. A, it, it's a tax break, if you will. Yeah. Yep. Um, on a lot of people, so it's it's one of those where the affluent drive cars, and those that are not so affluent drive cars, and right. it, that's why they call it a regressive tax. It hits everyone. Right. Um, don't know how much farther it'll fall, but it is kind of nice to see some price decline in something no out doubt. there. No doubt. So, um, well, we, we started off with a, a lighter note, Halloween. Um, <laughs> you know, we can't do a podcast, it seems, without talking about the Fed. Uh, the Fed meets today. 
and they'll announce their decision tomorrow. Um, what do you think, guys? I feel like the Fed has started to become the big bad wolf that, that we just continuously talk about how he's wanting to come and blow us down. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So, you know, the sentiment, you know, a month ago was better than 50-50 that they would raise. And I now I think it's nearly 100% mm-hmm. um, that they will not. They will not, yeah. Um, if you had to, what do you think? Well, I mean, I'm not going to go against the 100% uh, guess. I'm going to say they're not, but I'm going to say they're not through. I really do think there's going to be one more, but but I also think it's inconsequential at this point. Yeah. Right, if they do a quarter point now, or if they wait and they do a quarter point later, or if they don't do anything ever again, right? And we just mm-hmm. write it out and a year from now, whatever, they have to lower rates, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a prediction that's out there. So I just think the Fed, we have, we have given this, it was a big deal for that 11th month stretch where they went up 500 basis points. Mm-hmm. It is no longer, in my opinion, as big of a deal as we make it. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that we make it a big deal because it's been a big deal for so long, but I don't, I don't, I, I, I care about what they say. Well, I, that, that they, brings you know. up, because I was going to follow up this with a question, but Eli, what do you think? Do you think they, they raise tomorrow? Not tomorrow, but I'm still under the impression that there, there could be a decent, another rate hike later on. And the reason for that is GDP, <laughs> GDP report just came out 4.9% growth year yeah. over year. That's not it's not crazy high, but that's still that's still fairly high. And if gross domestic continues to rise, if consumer spending continues to rise, which I don't know how it could, but maybe it does. Right. right. Then, <clears throat> then they haven't solved. Inflation continues to be inflation where it's continues at. to yeah. be persistent. Yeah. Do you think the okay? I'm going to say one thing. Here's one question. Then I have a part two. Do you th- do you th- do you think the Fed ever succumbs to just the populist view? Of like, okay, you know what? We've heard all the screaming and the yelling and the moaning, and so we're going to pause. No, I don't think so. I really don't. Because if the, the Fed is there strictly to look at data and try to make decisions from data and feelings and, and the overall news media, as little as we care about news media, the Fed cares just as little. What they do care about is their names and their legacy. And so they don't want to be the they don't want to be the Federal Reserve that let inflation rise just like in the '80s. They don't want to be the second Federal Reserve yeah. that, that missed inflation. I agree with that. I think it's the interpretation. I think they think they're doing what they think is right, mm-hmm. and I, I agree with Eli. I don't think that they succumb to the pressures of the of the media, so to speak. But there are different. You know, you can listen to Janet Yellen, who's who's you know talks about the Fed and what they're going to do and so on and. I don't agree with her points, and she's—I don't know if you guys know this, but she's fairly smart, maybe smarter than me, even. Close. Close. Yeah. It's close. <laughs> she's she's actually brilliant, but I don't agree with her points. And my point is, the Fed is probably uh, not allowing outside influences, but they could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're yeah. going to do this perfect. So here's here's the question that I'm, I'm going to pose to both of you, and John, you kind of alluded to it a second ago. At what point do we just stop caring? Are we there of what the Fed does? I care what they say simply because it does move markets. What they say moves markets, and it can move markets. Sure. And I want to know how they feel about the economy so on. But I do not care about the anticipation of a rate hike or a not a rate hike or so on. I'm done with that. Like, I don't care anymore about that. 
the answer to that question comes on on what front so like for example january of 2022 i was looking for a house and i knew that the federal reserve was beginning to raise rates i didn't know how much they were going to raise rates so i fought with everything i could to get a rate locked in and i went from december was 325 to what i locked in in january was 3875 well that at the time was fairly high and then you look back and it, it looks extremely low yeah and and so on the personal side it mattered a ton mm-hmm. and now if right. people are looking and they're, they say well maybe i, I want to go and buy a house well there's a decent chance that they're going to cut rates at some point in the next five years so maybe it makes sense to hold off right so i think on the personal side it matters a lot on the market side it's <laughs> it's ring fairly true. Don't fight the Fed whenever they're raising rates. Sure. If you look at historical uh, trends when they're raising rates, the markets tend to go down. So I think in that in that way, it's also worth caring. Yeah, but yeah. to, to yeah. some extent, at this point, it yeah. doesn't affect much. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, do they do they meet in December? They have one more meeting after. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, I think they do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, yeah, they have the meeting that's going on right now. They'll announce tomorrow yeah. and then they have another one i think the second week of I believe december so. yeah so we'll see we'll see what the data shows then all right another big news over the last few days is the uh uaw united auto workers strike mm-hmm. that's been going on for what month six weeks it's been going on a long time i mean it, it seems been, like a very long time well and yeah, you know it was a, it was a targeted strike right you know right. just a few <clears throat> plants here and there and then it kind of began to bleed down yeah. to to other um auto plants looks like it's resolved good you know i think both parties as in typical negotiations will claim victory Mm -hmm. um but again the uaw strike um is over they have reached a tentative deal with gm uh, most recently um, after similar agreements with ford and stellantis a 25 percent wage increase over the four and a half year agreement significant starting wages will increase by 70 percent thanks to the deal that was struck. Estimated cost, this is staggering, guys. Estimated cost of the agreement, according to Deutsche Bank, <laughs> it's gonna cost Ford 6.2 billion, GM 7.2 billion, and Stellantis 6.4 billion. GM says the strike has cost the company $800 million. Ford says the strike has cost them 1.3 billion and would increase labor costs by 850 to $900 per vehicle produced. So the question is, will we see this just pass through in the cost of cars being made? I think you will, but you know, I go back to, if you go out car shopping and I'm kind of a car idiot, you know, I have bought and traded in cars more than I should have, more than a financial planner should (laughs) and would advise. So I know the car market fairly well, but I could tell you that the union side of it has increased. If you go look at an American made GM car, Chevy mm-hmm. Tahoe versus a Toyota Sequoia, for example, or down any any non-US made uh, SUV or truck, the prices have gone up so much. I don't know how anybody affords it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you go price a Tahoe right now, you're talking $100,000 for a loaded car. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't long ago, $100,000 was a decent house. My mm-hmm. first house in 1998 was 130,000. It was a nice house. <laughs> And we're talking about a car at over a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So they're saying this is passing on cost in GM seven point two billion in Ford. Where there's a problem with these companies, and there is going to be a day where 
nobody's going to get paid if they close their doors, right? Right. The electric vehicle market has crushed these companies, and they're not talking about that as much. It was it was an, a side product of this story, but I think the electric vehicles are costing them. They're they're losing money on the electric vehicles. You know, the Machi, the mm-hmm. Lightning truck. I'm yeah. talking about Ford. Yeah. It's. I, I think this all this stuff is great. All these costs, and the federal government has given us a great guideline. You just borrow more money. Just mm-hmm. keep putting yourself in debt. At some point, it's going to come back to haunt them, and we, the uh, consumer, sure. are going to pay high prices yeah. for a long time. This is not financial advice, That's right. but I would not want to purchase Ford, GM, or Stellantis right now. Costs are going up. Yeah. EV pressures. Interest rates are at 8-plus percent. No doubt. One out of every six-car loan is over $1,000, and for people to get into those cars— Per month. You're talking about $1,000 per month per payment. Per month yes. payment. Exactly. Yes. One out of every six loan. Right. So it's, it's just a very difficult time for a consumer to go out and purchase a new car. And now used cars are fantastic. We've made really good cars for the last 20 years that yeah. will go to 250,000 no miles, doubt. go to yep. 300,000 miles. So there's no there's no downside. Well, there's some downside, but right. there's much less downside right. to going to into the used car market. It's just it's a hard time to be in. Middle class and under are yeah. priced out of the new car market for the Goodness most part. Goodness gracious, yes. Yeah. I think you'll begin to see, you know, some incentives. Right. You know, um but yeah, I mean it. I from, think the from la- what money? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, well, they, well, they just, just to get the cars moving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to get yeah. just to get cars. But moving. then they're crushing their margins, and they're already yeah. losing margins because yeah. of these strike. Yeah, it's yeah. tough to be in the auto market. Right it now. is. But <clears throat> to your point, you know, I, and I've heard it. Um, the electric car makers, Tesla, right? Is the, Rivian is almost bankrupt. I mean, is you know, I, I think I think a winner in all of this is the Teslas of the world. Oh, no doubt. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting market right now. Yeah. You know, somebody asked me the other day would I buy an electric vehicle? And, you know, 3 years ago I'd have been like absolutely not. You know, the thing I'm waiting on is more charging stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, once you can yeah. kind of pretty much go anywhere and you'll have access to them. Pay attention this this winter to the average time it takes an electric vehicle to go on a vacation you know like to go see family <laughs> mm-hmm. and they wait six hours at a at a yeah. charging, charging station, station because their car's out of gas out of juice but the line is so long and that happened over the summer you know fourth <laughs> of july time frame so that's the problem to your point yeah. electric vehicles are, are great idea great thought and i actually have no problem you yeah. know if i were to buy one except you can't go anywhere except you know if you're you well, know you will see subsidies well and you see the charging stations and all the walmarts and things yeah. of the world yeah. um i was driving south on 49 um and it's the gas station big service at elm springs uh-huh. um the walmart uh, one no it's not it's a i know it's um <laughs> I can see it. It's right there on the right. Casey's um, or not Casey's? It's not anyway. Well, I know one of those. It yeah. had it has brand new. Um, Char- uh, a, has electric charging stations. Oh, you don't see that very often. No, you, <laughs> and that's why they're getting more well, frequent. And Tesla has made the agreement. I think Ford has signed on, which is another problem. Ford has to pay that, and that's another yeah. part yeah. to them. But that's gonna that's gonna make it a little easier. You know, because the mm-hmm. Tesla stations are more prevalent across the country. So mm-hmm. now Fords can plug into Tesla stations. Correct. Mm-hmm. So that helps a little bit. I, I, I just think that, you know, I think five years from now, they'll be prevalent everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking at. I was like, I'm, I'm not opposed to one, but. Plug-in I, hybrids. That's the next That's the next one for me. There you go. There you, you go. Get best of both. All right. Uh, did you guys 
Do you ever watch James Bond? 007. Oh. Did you watch? I love, a huge James Bond fan. Were you really? Oh, yeah. Everyone. I've watched, I've watched everyone. a few. Oh, I've watched and everyone. I, I never really got into it. Well, interesting fact, James Bond's, or a James Bond collection is going to auction for over a million dollars. A retired California school teacher is putting up over 30,000 collector items up for auction. What are they the paying total, school teachers these days? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he probably didn't pay much for these things. That, that's my point. He probably, he probably bought these things yeah, over, over time. time. Yeah, over time. Wow. Anyway, total estimated value is around a million dollars. Items date all Good the way back him. to the first Sean Connery movie, Dr. No. Dr. No. Hey, I can get way more behind this than an NFT going for $68 million yeah. back in 2022. Um, <laughs> anyway, doubt. some of the items include original movie posters, ticket stubs, gala premiere brochures, books, <clears throat> comics, and other merchandise. I never was a, a big Bond guy. Well, I am. I'm a huge Bond guy. I love the new Daniel Craig. Well, of course, he's done now. But yeah. I love the Daniel Craig side of it. But I would never pay a million dollars for any uh, memorabilia. Okay. I'm not that big of a fan. Yeah. But... I, so, you know, you should watch the new Daniel Craig, all the line of Daniel Craig. It's it, good. It's entertaining. Somebody out there will. Oh, absolutely. And by the time we've, you know, by the time people hear this podcast, who knows, they may have already sold. Um, <laughs> any parting comments, guys? It was a good day in the market <clears throat> yesterday. Fantastic day. You know, we're still, uh, <laughs> I believe the Dow still closed below 33, right? Yep. So, I mean, you think about how fast it went down on trading days. And then yesterday's day was a massive day. I think today it's, it started down a little bit. I'm not sure it's at right now, but um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we've scraped bottom and we're coming back up. Mm -hmm. I'm also uh, not – I don't believe that. You know, I there think was, there's more to come. But You know, earnings have been decent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not out of this world great, but they've – you know, like for the whole year, earnings have come in better than expected. Yeah, I agree. I think the earnings were I, – I thought earnings would be decent this quarter. I'm worried more about going forward mm -hmm. earnings. I mean, I think they are making some adjustments. Some companies are making adjustments. We'll, we'll – it'll be <laughs> that, interesting you know, the, market. The, the, the thing that scares me still, and I hate to even bring up the Fed, the consumer still pretty strong. I mean, it's pretty strong, guys. Yeah. Kind you know, of. Chris. I mean, we were rolling fast into Christmas season. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I mean, it's. Yep. Have you started Christmas shopping? Of course. It's not December twenty third, so the answer would be no. <laughs> have you Have you started your Christmas shopping yet, Eli? Yeah. Yeah. He knows me. That's exactly right. But our family's doing Christmas at Thanksgiving, so yeah. I have yeah. to. Well, it's um, good day in the market <clears throat> yesterday. Yep. Um, I have one parting thought, and this is a horrible parting thought, so sorry to the, guests, <laughs> the, the audience. Yeah. There was a chart that I put up yesterday, and I think you guys saw it. It was S&P 50, so top 50 companies, S&P 100, S&P 500, and then S&P equal weight. So yeah. 500 companies not, uh, not by market cap size. Right, right, right. And Matt, I think you can throw it on the YouTube channel. So if you, if you go to the there YouTube channel and just look at this, pause it and look at it, the top 50 companies are up 20% year-to-date. The top 100, 15, the top, or the S&P 500 index, mm -hmm. 8.6. But if you were an equal weight, so you hold all 500 companies equally, you're down, and my eyes are bad, but it's 5 or 6%. Yeah. Yeah. So really interesting time in the market where big companies are the only thing carrying the market. And you can even narrow that further, as we've talked about a million yeah. times, seven. to the seven, magnificent, the magnificent seven. seven. <laughs> but, I mean, that's pretty interesting to see that little mm -hmm. stat right there. You know, and we've... 
<clears throat> We've mentioned it <laughs> horrible with our parting clients. Bot. <laughs> yeah. What'd yeah. you say? I said horrible parting. No, bot. no, 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 good, good information. You know, I love but, it. But clients, you know, they listen to the news. They hear yep. it that the, uh-huh. the S and P five hundred was up today or down mm-hmm. today, and you know, we it is. But when you open the hood and you look a little deeper, you horrible know, it, year it's been for a rough diversification. Year. What? That's a bad year for diversification. Yeah. It is. It is a bad year for div- diversification. Um, but. Things will improve. Sure. Things will improve point. on that front. Yeah. I think. Um, any other good parting thought? Maybe mm-hmm. you even had a slide to go with. Oh, yeah. Good job. Anything else you want to add before we end? I'm good. Well, <laughs> go get your costume on. Yeah, I will. I will. Go Some people d- say I don't even need to have one. I'm most, scary most just people like say this. That. Just, yep. <laughs> well, I've ha- heard that. <clears throat> Happy Halloween, guys. <laughs> Hope you have a, a fun day. Mm-hmm. We like to end all of our podcast with uh, a thought of the day. Today's comes from Dale Carnegie. Discouragement and failure are two of the surest stepping stones to success. Every everybody who succeeds probably will tell you that they yep. had to endure a lot of failures um, before they got there. Yep. So I can I can attest to that. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us on this week's market moment. We'll see you next week. that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Third-party ratings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client, nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss, including the loss of principal. Actual account results may have been higher or lower than the results mentioned, depending on an individual's investment timing, cash movement, size of the account, and client restriction. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For full disclosures, please see mock-1financial.com disclosures.